0: podcast. Welcome back to another amazing, exciting tip. Are you, are you aroused?
1: Titulating <laughs>
0: <laughs> titillating, <laughs> fucking boner enthusiast. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You're hard. Welcome back to the important podcast. Hard. <laughs> Hey, I'm your host Q, and this is my co-host Harry.
2: What? You want to say something? No, I say I'm pitching a tent. But go ahead.
0: Okay, great. And this episode is gonna be fucking sick. Today we have the most important person in the fucking world, Wavy Dooter.
1: I'm aroused right now.
0: You already know. Everybody already knew. <laughs> That's what we do here. We turn you on. Um, what's up, guys? What's up, man? How you doing today?
1: Life is good Today was a busy yeah. day Life is life is yeah. great
0: Tell, tell us about, about your day Like I feel like We don't um, take the time I feel like the really The most important question Is always How are you? Yeah now,
1: What did you do? you got to ask yeah. that man You know what I'm saying? Yeah like, I care Yeah I appreciate you caring I, I uh, care Day starts with a smoothie And Walking the dog And then Shower Email studio That's it Just like That's, that that's what, what, my day. What's in that smoothie? Uh, today was pineapple, mango, blueberry. There's a little bit of Greek yogurt. Again, bougie. Uh, yeah, just something, some, some slight. I ran out. Uh, I ran out of uh, turmeric today, so I was kind of mm. salty about that. But whatever, It's what it is.
2: One thing I've been thinking of getting into is, like, essential oils in my morning. I'm just too lazy to do the smoothies, man. Mm. Wait, what are you doing with essential oils in the morning? I was looking it up, so I was going to do lavender on the face, on the wrist, for scent, ones to keep you awake. Like, my biggest thing is I quit coffee, right? Mm, Me too. When I was going through some shit in my life, I leaned on coffee as a crutch. Mm -hmm. Whether it was getting myself up in the morning because I was dragging my feet and depressed, or just, like, middle of the day, I'm bored when we drink some caffeine. Mm -hmm. So, I like, just a- Middle of the day? Dude, just bored. Just like, dude, dude, I was going through some shit. Well, that's a red flag, so I'm glad you stopped. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I told myself like two months ago, I was like, I'm just going to fucking quit. See, just to prove to myself, I can do this. Dog, that shit fucking sucked. Yeah, it can, I'd be, it'd be like 2 p.m. I'd be falling asleep in my hands. Couldn't keep awake. Yeah, I'd have the black circles under my eyes. Yeah. I didn't want to do certain shit after work. That 9 to 5 would make me be like, bro, I don't, don't want to go wrestle. I don't want to go climb. I don't want to go work out. But eventually, after about... 33 days, they say it's the typical amount of time you need to quit a bad habit. Once mm. you get past 33 days, they say you feel solid. That's so it's right. was like, okay, I'll get to 33 fucking days. Mm. I'm going to see how this feels. I got to 33. Well, before, I mean, shoot, before I got to 33, mm. I was already waking up in the morning energized, like back when I was wrestling again, drinking cold water in the morning. It mm. made me feel a lot better. Mm. But no matter what, I'd always hit this wall midday, and I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, the crash, man.
2: Have you Have you figured something out? You- Drink coffee. <laughs> drink coffee
1: i broke today relapse when
0: it's getting wh- bad
2: dude i relapsed just relapse
1: that's why we're actually here we're in a we're just an intervention, this is an intervention for for yeah, you, yeah yeah we uh we found your maxwells i'm cracked out in the <laughs> <We> <laughs> <found your Maxwells. laughs>
0: oh my god he's like freebasing maxwell in cool. the corner back there <laughs> yeah. um all right well fuck <laughs> thank you thanks for, for to my TED talk thanks for that thanks for entertaining that question
1: needed much needed um, did you answer how are you yeah I'm good I'm mentally <laughs> good I'm, I think I argue. think I think I'm the best version of myself this past year than I've ever been before mentally physically good. well not physically I used to be a lot skinnier back in high school but um, I'm getting there I'm feeling it out that's you it know what I'm, I'm filling it out that's all it is but um, yeah I just I feel good um, a lot of things happening in my life that are amazing, and I'm super blessed for. And uh, yeah, things are good. Good. Hopefully, we don't ruin that. This no.
0: This good <laughs> <With> this shit <laughs> you got going on. Hopefully, we don't fuck it up. But let's I, let's officially get into the show. Let's get into the the interview here. Yeah, um, yeah. If that's what we're doing, fire away. You know, our first question is always. Go ahead, Harry. You ask that first question.
2: Well,
1: thanks for introducing me. You know. It's going to be what makes you important. Oh man. I don't. It's such a tricky one because I don't like to talk about myself. You can ask anybody, a lot of people that I know and and my peers, and I don't think to myself that I'm super important. But I also think that there's things that I bring to the table that, um, in the city of Cleveland, in the music industry at least, and 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 uh, stuff like that that I. I definitely feel important All a right, little
2: bit. Let me cut you off then, Wavy. Because I'm going to be honest with you. For you coming on <laughs> sure. to our episode, you truly are the most important person. So I kind of want you to tote it. But I, <laughs> I, you said you're I know, not taking the, that but, modest bullshit. No, no, but, but, mo- but look, like, humble. Yeah. at the end of the day, you no. have left um, an impact, whether yeah. it's small or large. And I, and I, you're very humble where it's like, you know, you're not finished yet. You want to yeah. keep doing more. Yeah. We got to talk a little bit behind the scenes before this. Mm-hmm. But Like, no, real shit, man. Like, if somebody was handed your business card, what would it say? What makes you important? Uh, What's your title?
1: Yeah, so like, Mover and Shaker. Oh, I yeah, fucking love I just that. get shit done, man. I just, you know, if we're going to rip away the humbleness for a second. Yeah, please do. T- it's, uh, I just, I know what I bring to the table when it comes to variety of music and genre, mm-hmm. genre chasing. And I'm always finding a, the next big thing and trying to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of people humbly that I see that try to, you know, Mimic it and mm. do what they do, and and it's and it's a great feeling knowing that because it means I'm doing something, you know. It's validated. But honestly, man, as far as important, I'm important to myself. That's it, and uh, and that's about it. If if I'm not important to anybody else, I'm okay with it as long as I am good with me, and that's and I'm cool with that. You Interesting know? take. Yeah. So let's for the audience, yeah, let's give them
0: the nitty gritty details of it all. So, like Harry was saying, if you had a business card, what for the general audience who mm-hmm. you know the lamest fan that doesn't know, mm-hmm. uh, what does that say? What is your title? What do you music what are producer? You do? Music
1: yeah. producer, um, business manager, um, entrepreneur, mogul, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. things like that. So you know? th- now, tell us a little bit about how this
0: all started. Where did you get into music production? Where did you get into Diving. becoming a mogul? You know, creating. Who you are today. Or where'd you get the eye for gold? Where did it all start? You
1: know? I think it I I didn't know I wanted to be a full time producer until I picked up I literally just fell into like using a program called Reason mm. and I was just fucking around with it, man. I I I wasn't doing it as a job. I was uh at that time I was on um uh, which tour was that? I was on What uh, year is it? It's about twenty fourteen. Okay. Um, It was going into what would be my first tour ever, um, which I was a a stage manager for Machine Gun Kelly um, on the road trip and tour. And on my free time, I would fuck around with beats, you know? And I wasn't taking it serious. I was just... It's something I wanted to do. I was a drummer at heart. You know, I always drum my whole life. Okay, So... I never really thought that there was a career out of it, you know, until, you know, my peers on the road or, or peers at home when I play played music back, they're like, yo, man, this is actually, you know, super fire. So I was just like, all right, well, on on stuff like that, I think that I was like, I could take this to another level. Let me get serious a little bit with this, you know. So when I got home off tour, that one tour, I was like, Okay, well let me buy a setup, buy a studio. And that's sure. when it all started to I was like, all my free time was devoted into it, just like playing drums again. When you play drums, and we talked about this off air about the ten thousand hours, mm-hmm. there wasn't that back then. It was just go until you figure it out, you know. And I think with with me, it was I'm, I get obsessive. I'm a I have an addictive personality, okay. So when I find something that makes me that makes me feel something, I kind of go with it, you know, whether it's. Um, the gym or relationships or or a uh, sound pack or whatever it is that makes you feel something and i just went with it and this was one of those things i just went with it and started giving out beats for free started then i started charging 20 bucks and then it was like a couple my homies were like yo i got you Mm. so and I feel like
2: this question may be answered within. Yeah, go ahead. Go you ahead. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you figure out the value within your beats? But also what was that aha moment that was like, oh shit, I actually have a career in this. Let me chase this more. Let me actually devote this full
1: time. I think. I would have to say hanging out with my peers up on the tour and like seeing them successful in music and like knowing that it's in reach. Being a part of it in a different way, I wasn't a part of it musically, I was a part of it as a job. Mm, okay, but seeing what can come with a little hard work and and uh and effort was like, okay, there is something there on the other end. So I feel like that was an aha moment coming home from that. Like, Let me just try to make some music and mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, once I sold my first beat for like a hundred dollars, this was like maybe like. End of twenty fifteen. So, so it in was, in a in a year. It's practically gold that hundred yeah. dollar bill for that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yo, what? He was he was like, Yeah, I got you. Here's a hundred. I was like, I didn't know what royalty splits were, publishing. I didn't know right. any of that. I was like, right. yo, shit. Let me just get this back real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's like, all you're talking about. Right. I was like, shit, I could do this again. Then I hit another homie, and you hit another homie, and then you know, it's just having confidence in yourself and knowing that you have some sort of product. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's good or not, it's not up to you, really. It's up to other people. Interesting. What, yeah. uh,
2: what gave you the ear for music? I'm, I'm more, I mean, it was, yeah, was how'd gonna... you pick up the sticks? How'd you fall into music?
1: My oh, mom, my mom mm-hmm. bought me my first drum set. Um, rest in peace, Ma Dukes. Uh, she bought me my first kit when I was, I think I had this little Mickey Mouse kit when I I want to say six, if my brother's watching on live or, or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Don't, don't hurt me on that, but I think it was around five or six. Okay. And, uh, just banging on that. And then I broke that, <laughs> played on pots and pans. And then she bought me my first real kit when I was in, uh, fifth grade. Nice. And then, uh, me and my brother, my brother's a guitar player. Um, uh, shout out JD Cleveland. That's my, my, my guy. Uh, me and him have been playing music in the basement since we were small and, uh, now we're both giants and <laughs> he's taller than me. He's my little brother. Um, mm. But yeah, me and him would just oh shit, what's that new incubus song that just came out? Mm, or play this Deftones song yeah, yeah. or let's run through the Limp Biscuit album or you oh, know I was about like, to ask you what that's, bands. That's uh yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was for me. It was, you know, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Deftones is one of my favorite bands. White Pony by Deftones pretty much changed my life, my perspective on music. I love that. It's a great album. If you haven't heard it, please. I love when people can
0: cite a a specific thing that, like, that's how you know it's real. Like, you really fuck with that shit. I I
1: found myself in that album. I was walking home from, you know, walking home from Memorial Junior High, which we talked about earlier, uh, walking home from school and, like, listening to that album on my Walkman or on my CD player was one of those things where I was just like, yo... This album, make the, the scenery and figuring out that you know what you are as a teen compared to what's in the future as a as an adult. You kind of right. like it transforms you, and that album was the soundtrack for that for me. For sure, yeah. Well,
2: I want I I know we don't want to talk about the age thing, but it's mm-hmm. like yo, like when you're when you're <laughs> yeah. in junior high, yeah, it's like there's no freaking Instagram, there's no social media to describe how you should be, how you should be no. as a teenager. No, you have to just figure it out. And music, if a lot of younger people don't realize this but music was the outlet that allowed people to be creative yeah. in their mind yeah. and then express themselves like people are now a lot more tapped in with the clothing they wear the eyeliner they put on all the things that kind of describe them mm-hmm. but really back in like the mid early 2000 that 2000 that like 1995 to 2000 like 8 era Dude, it's just you had to fall in love with music and figure out what was describing you. Put posters on your wall. You yeah, oh Create yeah. a MySpace page, but it yeah. wasn't. At, you couldn't tap into it like you can now.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was heavily, heavily influenced by magazines mm. and blog. uh, blogs going to buy cds mm. like Dude, the experience at a cd shop and it's so much fuck because you can yeah. just blow
2: up off <clears and went> one <throat> tiktok and you're you gonna get a million views but like yeah. back then it's like you had to pass cds out me and q talked about it before i think on season two we're like going platinum back then was really fucking insane Is
1: yeah because it? it was physical copies physical and it, was, it was different like it wayne different going role.
0: platinum in a week with the Carter three was like unheard astronomical of. Like, unheard hey. of
1: Man, I love that fucking. Right yeah. There. Um, it was a different world. Mm-hmm. You were just paying attention. Like I had T R L, uh, which is Total Request Live on M T V and watching that and uh Car- what was it, Carson Carson Daly. Carson Daly yeah. Yeah. and then, you know, watching I think American Idol just started back then and like stuff like that. Like you, Dude, you didn't it. have all of this stuff that you have now. You didn't have accessibility at one click you didn't have that so you right. just had to figure out your own lane and, and ride with it and i feel like i feel like it was a little bit more pure in ways yeah because okay. people were organically forced to figure it out and now you're pushed into a narrative sometimes with right. uh, with how it is we got so. a lot to go, a lot of areas to go in here yeah 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 yeah, yeah i want to jump back real quick yes
0: oh, how did you get that stagehand job for everybody who's like feels um, like they can't get opportunities. Was that just like, did that was like luck? Did I fall in your lap? Did you work to get that? Because you I said that's kind of of the, that was kind of the platform you jumped off of to figure out everything.
1: It was just being in the right place at the right, right. time at, mm-hmm. at, a, at a lot of moments and having mutual friends who believed in you. And when it came time to get work done, they called your name. And, you know, I expressed interest at an early, early pivotal moment. And
0: I want to, yeah. I want to. Comment on that. Express Mm -hmm. expressing interest, Mm -hmm. showing that you're interested in something. Yeah, I think I can speak for myself. Something like that. There's times where I feel uncomfortable about taking advantage of an opportunity, Mm. depending on the opportunity, the situation, you know, the people involved. Okay. Sometimes you feel you you might love that thing, you might want that thing more than anything, but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you can't get out of your own way and express that express how much you want it or express what it means to you Mm -hmm. because you sound I think out of for me at least and this is like when I'm younger it was like out of a fear of like sounding like everybody else when you come up when you go up to fucking this big name or that big name and you say I'm your biggest fan everybody says that you know what I mean yeah it's like So what do you, what is your advice on that? Like showing interest? Is there, is there a way that you found success? Like shooting your shot kind of? Yeah, exactly.
1: You just got to be persistent and be genuine. Mm -hmm. That's the two things I could tell you. And, um, most of my, most of all of my relationships are built on a general friendship there or a general interest in more than just what you can do for me. Right. Like anybody can contest this. That's in my circle. You know, it's, it is, uh, it's caring enough to, to go outside. I like, I'm not going to hit you up. Like I have friends that are on tour right now that I don't hit up just when I need tickets to the show or just when, uh, they're in town or just when something cool happens. I'm the guy that's going to hit you and say, yo bro, just tapping in or happy Thanksgiving or how's your kids or how's the wife or how's the girlfriend? Like, and I genuinely care. I'm not doing that with any back end um motives. I'm doing it- that because e- you're it's there. it's the exactly. It's it's authentic and I genuinely care. But you know, when people say their circle's small, it's really because some people don't have time to care about too many people. Dude,
2: I've I've always felt like people will be That's like I'll tell people like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to my friend's place. I'm gonna hang out with my friends. People nowadays, especially when you're in the office mindset, they go, Oh, you have friends? I only got like one or two, they always yeah. keep their circles closed. But I think it really comes down to what type of friend are you? Yeah. And one thing Q really got me into in the last year, too, especially for guys, I think you should do this more, is like just check up on your homie with a wellness check. Tap in, like That's you said. Like Q That's literally it. just it's, send a message. That is it. He just goes, wellness check. I'm like, what? And it's like, how are you doing, dude? I haven't talked yeah. to you in a minute. And whether it's, and, I, and it's based on your relationship, right? And with whether it's once a day, once a week, once a month, or once a year, if mm. somebody's just checking in to check in, I think it needs to be appreciative. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you can keep them at a distance based on how they're doing it, but don't get in your own head that they have motives to mm. it. I mean, knock on wood, can't speak on it, but like, just be genuine. You know, yeah. I really think that's important to show, especially that somebody cares about you besides your family.
1: Care more. Just care more. Care more. Homies, have, care feel- more. homies care have feelings more. too. It's really easy Everybody. to care.
0: Like, I think that's, yeah.
1: Whether it's... A guy I met last week at the convenience store, and we and we're in line, and some mutual interest, and we exchange numbers, and we I can help him do something, or to the movie star that I met in Hollywood, that is whatever. Both people are the same people; they're just humans. People lose sight that people are humans. People are treating people as if you like society puts people on pedestals, and it's your job to if you want to if you want to be authentic it's your job as a person to weed through that and figure out your way through that like okay i'm not going to treat somebody differently because they're on the new netflix special you know what i'm saying like you're a human i respect you respect me and that's it you that's know it. it's it, it's caring enough to you need to care about yourself enough to realize that you know i like that that's why a lot of people go how do you have these conversations with these people who who are celebrities i'm like Because they're real people Right, everybody's a real person They're human people We all shit and eat and cry People have feelings and go through shit Just because they're on stage or in a movie or on set Or whatever it is On the field, whatever it is It doesn't mean they don't go through shit Or they don't want to be treated as if Like anybody can treat somebody as a celebrity But don't forget someone is human That's all I ask going forward for people I just try to care more Care more. Care more. Human lives
2: matter. Human lives matter. That's it. That's it. Remind me of my kindergarten teacher. It's like, treat people how you want to be treated.
1: And honestly, it's as simple as that. Yeah. It was never a hoax. It was yeah. never blowing smoke. It never got more complicated Whoever than that. Whoever created that, God bless, because Don't we need it more. Keep you know. your hands and feet to yourself. No grabbing ass. That's it. Don't kick nobody in the throat. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So let's
0: take us through your career. Mm-hmm. And because I think there's a couple, there's a couple points I want to uh, make sure we hit as we navigate. Yeah, go ahead, it.
1: go ahead. Do you want me to?
0: Do you, go right, I'll, I'll go off what you guys. Well, I want you to just, just take us through, take us through from that big mm-hmm. aha moment once things mm-hmm. started to go for you, and mm-hmm. you started once you got all your own equipment and everything. Mm-hmm. Start us off there, and talk to me about. We talked about a little bit about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about with that changing that climate changing yeah how you navigated that networking as things got got more advanced the technology got more advanced things like that
1: putting in the time networking being at studio sessions being at shows connecting with artists on a face-to-face level that always trumped whatever was going on on the internet yeah i never wanted to be at that time i never wanted there was you know tight beat producers at the time that For were sure. making beats on youtube and You could always find their beats on YouTube, and I think at that point, I don't think we could convert YouTube to MP3 at that point, but people could still rip you off on that stuff. And I always told myself, I never wanted to be a guy who had his music on the internet, and still to this day, 10 years into my career, I still haven't put my music online yet. Dude, we were doing
2: our research, iTunes, Spotify, I tried going through every fucking avenue.
1: I won't. There's now there's songs I've done right. and I've done a couple collaborations over the last couple of years with other artists. Um, there's one on there with Audie Ray um, Shout out that guy. we have Audie Ray the guy. Shout out Invasion Invasion Studios. Um, I did a collab with him called Agassiz. and that was one of the first times I really you know wanted to do a collab. I was like, Yo, this record's fire. Let's just put this out together. You know, he was just like, Yo, let's get it. You know, but um going back to networking though man starting from the beginning like you just had to be there there was no dming at the, like 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 dming in 2015 is not what dming is now in in 2023 right. right okay like it's not the same no one's checking their dms to network and like i didn't know what that what that was how that could help me until like maybe 2018, 2019. Right. So back know?
0: then you kind of had no choice but to be outside and be in yeah, the shit.
1: and you should. And I encourage more people to do that now. Today,
0: yeah. So yeah. I was saying, like with that changing, with you know back then you couldn't DM, mm-hmm. and then you know fast forward five, ten years, and you know you have you can DM people. You could be in different parts of the world, and you know have that instant communication, mm-hmm. connection, sharing shit. Um, how did, did that change your approach or your ta- your uh, tactics when it came to networking or it came to putting things out or
1: being present you know i don't think it changed my tactics it's just i'm i'm not i'm not afraid to learn yeah like i'm not afraid to to pick up something and and figure it out and start from scratch i'm not afraid a lot of people these days try to cut corners and i'm noticing that a lot with with you know obviously how easy it is to go viral and Everybody just following the same methods. No one's creating their new methods to get their stuff heard. So for me, I had to adjust. And I would just sit there and DM people or see what bands are coming in town. um, DM them and, you know, hey, I love this song. Just wanted to say uh, I'll be at the show. Um, And then that's it, you know. And then eventually that could turn into damn, you did this record or damn, you did that record or it's like, yeah, but I'm genuinely just a fan. I'm here on some humble shit. Like I don't, you know, you got to go into it. I, I'm not there to, to 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 get a record. I'm there to enjoy the music and if we happen to meet organically, then that will happen.
2: Are you a man of faith? Like fate, I guess, is the other way to put it too. It's like like religious? Th- like, like do you think God had a plan for you to meet these certain people all along?
1: I, I, there's no other way to explain some of the stuff that's happened in my life. I got an example. It it, it ha- um I mean I it's, I go I, I hate to go back to it because I know that uh I hate talking about myself, but <laughs> Bro, Um I think that moment where I woke up that day and that song went viral, that MGK song that I was produced on. I didn't know it was coming out. I never knew. You know, I explained this in a in a in a in a in another interview, and I and I and I'll touch up on it right here for you guys. Uh, I this was off of a text message at three in the morning of, you know, hey, do you still have that record? Yeah, I got it. Type type stuff and sent it over, and never heard anything back from it. I literally woke up one morning with literally a hundred missed calls and a song that i thought was never coming out that i had did that that i had that i did 5 years prior whatever surface so for those that don't know can you yeah. say the name of the song yeah it's uh, in these walls by machine gun kelly so we we started that record that the record was supposed to be out on general admission um, shout good. out to that album cause That album's album. crazy I know I saw the other days On this TikTok Randomly real quick uh, Some guy named their, their favorite albums And like He said He dropped General mission He did And it, I was I mean, like album, I was honestly. like Yo I feel you My guy Like <laughs> he, a did a order, he did an order He did an order Of like how he likes the albums And yeah. literally his top three Were like my top three And I was like Yeah oh, it. it doesn't get as much love As it should That was a great no, album No for sure but, not He rapped his ass um, off sure. Yeah it was supposed It was written for that it was picked up for that album, it wasn't written for it. It was just a song that I'd started um at uh at our bass player's house um at the time, uh, who still plays bass for him today. Shout out bass. And um I started it in his, in his uh in his like dining room area. There was like a B room set up, up there. And I was fucking around with the with the sample from the from the band Paris who I sampled on it. And we had a. I don't know what happened. We, I literally pulled up the song fast forward like two weeks later. I pulled up the song in LA, and Kells was like, Yo, that's fire. Let's go get a smoothie, come back, and we'll write this. We went, got a smoothie, came back, wrote it. And he or he wrote You're a big the smoothie, lyrics, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, I, I think I get some of that from them, but oh, I, from I being out, yeah, know, yeah, always. yeah. Juicing smoothies, all that wellness stuff, you know. um, I was just trying to find a connection. Yeah. We came back and and he wrote what is most of the verses and chorus. And then he, we, I flew home and Baze and Slim finished it. And that was, that was the wrap. And then, and then obviously fast forward, it never came out on general mission because the record, the sample I used never got cleared. Got it. So they never ah, cleared okay. it. So
0: that's what the delay was about. Yeah.
1: And I could speak on this now. When it was coming out, I couldn't really speak on it because I didn't know what legal terminology was, was going on or what was behind the scenes. I'd never get too far into that stuff. No, but that. um now, three years after it drops, I can say, you know, it was that's why it didn't come out in 2015. Um But it it works out and it went viral at a time where everybody was at home and there was a million Things on the internet that you could watch, and we were trending number one worldwide on all of YouTube, on any genre—gaming, movies, trailers, videos, whatever it was.
2: I remember tuning in. He did like 19 days of uh just doing music on live. he always lockdown just, sessions. Yeah, the lockdown yeah, sessions. Yeah. Oh, that's what this was a part of. Yeah, Some
1: fire. Oh, that nice. yeah. misery business yeah.
2: cover was insane. That was—I
1: was think that. that was one of the ones right before mine, and I, I think it. it that was one of my favorites i'm a big so paramore good. fan we love paramore haley williams i love yeah. you so You're gonna much you going to see them when they're here i've met them before back when i was oh, my warp tour days you know it was Shout it was Warped easy tour, to man. to meet people meet your favorite artists at warp tour days i missed that kevin lyman bring warp tour back dude just you know here i'll even give you something that do a 3 day festival
0: that's it psa bring warp tour back do a 3 day festival can we rev- the warp tour of revival? Warped tour.
1: The do Revival it. Tour. Or do one day. Do one day of all our Warped Tour favorite bands. I think whatever, think one day dude, Bring only, it back,
2: man. Dude, but you'd have to create an age restriction because a lot of the potential younger kids just wouldn't understand what Warped Tour culture was.
1: Of course, of course. I you don't, it's you don't it's like party. It. It's like a party at your own wrist type deal. Dude, my buddy's at school. I feel like that's how school rolling, like, lo- rolling Loud is, too, though. Dude, my buddy's uh, at school literally, literally told now. me
2: that was the first place they saw titties. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, everybody was just like, no phones. Everybody was just... Mosh pits were good mosh pits. Everybody's was having a great time. Man,
1: I've had my fair share of mosh pits. Shout out Scotty Scoops. He is, that's my cousin and my business partner in my clothe, and my uh, vintage clothing company. and the, uh, the Drop. The Drop Cleveland, yeah. Did, me and my brother and my cousin all own it together. It was a family business that we started in 2020. A little side hustle during COVID to make money, and it turned into something that's... We love that pretty substantial. We got some big things coming this year, and I'm super excited um about that, so yeah, so shout for the, out
2: for the people that know though, yeah. or don't know your hands aren't just dipped in music,
1: no, 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 I'm in fashion and and uh, I have some things that uh I'm moving into uh I have a big marketing company coming out this year um it's like a video, and I've never said this to anybody. It's the first time I'm saying this uh we employ an exclusive. Yeah, you <laughs> already know. I have a marketing company uh coming out this year that also does um it also does uh music music videos, photos, uh PR, everything. It's all in one company. Um I have a couple people involved that are movers and shakers in the in the in the in the Cleveland scene and in the world. Um and that's coming this year. I'll announce that probably this spring it's coming up so we're almost there we love that yeah um and then yeah that the drop cleveland and then uh newly i'm uh getting my uh social content creator vibe on and i just uh and we're definitely signed on gonna with talk from about cleveland.
0: yeah we're definitely gonna talk about that yeah yeah i think right before we talk about that yeah go ahead gonna go back to producer producer wavy. talk to me and I think I have two questions. First one. Yes. When you're when you're making a beat or mm-hmm. something, are you thinking about who this is going to? Are you making things for people? Are are people coming to you and say, I need this and you're tailoring beats for them?
1: I do both. Both. So when I Do you have a preferred way? I like to just create, and then halfway through it, it's hard not to... To, like, imagine somebody. On yes, it. it's hard not to. Like, even with my file names, I'll say, this sounds like Don Tolliver, Travis mm. Scott. Got it. Uh, BPM 140, key of C minor. Mm. Like, that's what the beat's called. That's who I, I hear. I hear that beat, I hear it right now. It's, <laughs> and uh, you also get... I also get hired to do tracks for people that I'm hired to make their sound, or make my version of what their sound could sound like, like on a collaboration with me. Now, so.
2: now how do you deal with a possible negative, uh, person that doesn't like what you produced for them? They don't I'm like that. Person. You te- technically put them in a box. Like, no, nah, that's not what I want.
1: I'm all for it. Like I, you're going to work with them. Yeah. So, so like
2: most of the people
1: that's outside of like, if my manager hits me, um, shout out Armin, my guy, one of the best managers in the game. um, he, uh, he'll send me some stuff all the time. And then it's like, uh, I have to tailor to that. And I I pretty much at this point, I'm on autopilot with it, you know, mm-hmm. but there is occasional s- scenarios where with people that I find, um, on my end, like locally that I have an idea in my head of where I can go with you and you are stuck in a situation of what you like. And we have to find a way to, to make, to way. mesh that.
2: Interesting, so I'm okay. up. I'm up
1: for the negative feedback. It's not always unicorns and rainbows. Like, you're right. going to get a guy or a girl or a group that says, you know, it wasn't really for me. Cool. You know, here's your deposit back. Or let's work it out. Yeah, what do, what you do you hear? You, yeah. yeah, like, I'm not... Is there anything you like about But the business tycoon
2: in you is like, you know when to lay the track, you know when it's just bullshit and to let it go.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. There's a moment where you know, in this business and, and being a producer and selling your art and any sort of creative outlet, there's a moment where if someone's not happy with it, you need to make that right. And I think um, my business uh, ethics in other ways of life have taught me in this way of life uh, in music that uh, you got to do good business no matter what, you know, the customer's always right, you know.
2: So when people started putting a dollar sign on your beats, mm-hmm. did that make it more fun for you or did that kind of suck the love out for you? It's like, oh, now it's turned into this business. I was doing it out of pure love, out of my fun time for hustling. And now it's, I got to meet these criteria, I got to meet these expectations.
1: Well, I mean, you always love money, but at, the, <laughs> but at the same time with, with, your, with what you're doing it for and your intentions behind it, um, there's been some crossroads where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that my number of what I sell beats for is where it's at. And it also has its benefits to narrow it down to people who are serious rather than just being a guy who like, I don't sell um, leases. Mm. Like people do beat leases and stuff on beat stars, like $20 and a thousand people get the same beat for $20. Like I don't, I don't do that. If you get a beat from me, it's exclusive rights only. I don't, Mm. I do hair. not... That's
0: the only way to do it. Yeah, I Did, don't do any of that. Get your track out, Get your your stems. Get all... Anything you need. Exactly. You know, get the whole shit. The whole shebang. Yeah. Pay for it all. Yeah. Own the shit. Own as much as you can of it. You yeah. Know, do, you know, do the paperwork, so, right? So
1: with that, I would say that it, it's easier to navigate. Like you were saying, it's easier to navigate through that and see um, that if I get my price, which is what I'm worth... I make it happen, you know,
2: by any means. I think a lot of people do sell themselves short on self-worth. So to even hear you able to discover that, like, I think that's a big message to people. It's like, you do it out of pure love. Mm -hmm. You just try to push it. And eventually, if it's meant to be, it'll come true and you'll start to get money for it. But it Mm -hmm. should never be chasing the dollar, I think, at first.
1: your Your art will determine what you are worth. You can put a price tag on anything and if people like your art enough, it doesn't matter what that price is, they're gonna pay it. Straight up. Because yeah. they want the product. We import in podcasts. They want the good now, products too. Five ninety nine. That's it. Five ninety nine. Go pay that. That's it. With a biscuit. Oh shit. I'm pretty oh, good with Wait, that. wait, wait, wait. Shut the fuck up. I had an- <laughs> You have a second producer question. I
0: did, yes. I know, I know, I know. See, I'm ready. My second producer question and really like I mean one well, of my food for thought, I suppose, is, you know, a lot of people believe that producers are exclusively beat makers. People, mm. they think that's all that they do. Mm. I know from being in, having my hands in music and things like that, that a producer is a very broad term. Mm-hmm. And that you, your job description is very, very wide and has a lot of shit going That can have a lot of shit. Involved in it
1: Yeah like I'm hands on Start to finish From the whole entire record It doesn't stop with me Just making the beat Yeah I wanna know Like I wanna speak about that What is it Yeah 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 Being a producer is, Is There's a difference between And I'll say this real Candidly And I'm gonna be very honest With you guys right now There's a difference Between a beat maker And a producer They're not They're not the same thing You know I may make a beat As being a producer But I'm seeing that track All the way through and that's the difference between a beat, beat maker could just send out beats and loops. I was just going through loops when you guys, before mm-hmm. we started. And that's right. I have people that send me loops from all over the world. And I it, it's a difference between me just making that beat and sending it out. Like, they're a loop maker. Like, if I wanted to be a beat maker, I would just add drums to it, finish the song completely, put it out. That's being a beat maker. Being a producer is seeing the actual progression of the song from right. start to finish. Same. I want to know... What lyrics are you using? Where are you coming in at the song at? Where's the bridge? Where's the chorus? What's the pre-chorus? Um, how does it end? Is there a switch up? Is there, should there be a feature? Like, it takes so much. It's so much more than just a four-hour session that you're with an artist. It goes on with text messages and emails consistently. Like, mm-hmm. I just got done doing an album for this girl in Miami. We spent two and a half years on this album. Oh, shit. And it comes out finally this summer. You know, and I'm and I'm just like, it takes time. Yeah. You know, I don't live in Miami, so I had to do everything via email and Zoom and Skype and all that stuff. So
2: so the people that are stuck between this are stuck on the fence between being a beat maker and being wanting to be a producer. How mm-hmm. can they get started? How can they get educated? Where's a good place to start for them to start to get their toes wet of being a producer?
1: I'd really hone in on like like I start to watch some of my favorite um, my favorite producers in the game. Like, I, you got to have somebody to lean off of. Like, I was fortunate enough to find my favorite producers early. Um, Pharrell's, Timberlands, Just Blaze. Um, Rick Rubin is a really beautiful... Shout out to Rick Rubin. I've a, said his name multiple it a, times It is here. a beautiful way to, to explain what a producer does. Rick Rubin gets paid what he gets paid to sit in a room and make sure your song... Is well versed and well educated. That's what a producer's doing. He might not even touch the beat. Yeah, he might not do nothing. He might not lift a finger. Ruben, but what he does, maybe don't. I'm not, and I'm not trying to to downgrade Ruben's career. No, Ruben no, no. is one of my favorite. I don't think that I would cross genre the way I do without the guy, the likes of Rick Rubin and Pharrell. In my life, I don't think I would. You know, they weren't afraid to go places. What Ruby Rubin did with, uh, Chili Peppers and and uh, and Beastie Boys early on, and, and the conversion rate of what rock to rap to funk was, I mean, and then the list goes on and on and on. Why do you think you know the likes of guys like Mac Miller, you know, and and all those guys like that gravitate toward right, R- Ruby? You know, Frank Ocean, it's like you know I mean? he is that Frank Ocean, yeah. perfect example. One of the most, oh, man, Frank. I could go on for hours about Frank and his business so models we and be those friends. stuff. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Because that's one of my big fan, uh, big fan of Frank as a as a human, yes, as a musician and And as a businessman. It's funny,
0: like because I feel the same way about Rick, where I'm like, I'm a fan of him from what he's created. Or Def Jam world, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean co created of Def Jam. Yeah, I'm a fan of him as a human being. He's literally Mm -hmm. like a fucking artistic monk. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think I've met Earth have experienced anybody more pure. I've
1: never met him, but you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I would cling on to what you see from other people. YouTube is a beautiful thing and it's free, people. Start doing your... We you don't have to read books anymore if you don't want to. Or if you are a novel reader and you like to read, go go pick up a book and, and go back to early ages of old magazines and stuff like that and start reading articles. But you've got to do your research on people and find your lane between your research. This industry is a, is just like school, you have to educate yourself. Go down the YouTube rabbit that. hole. It's a good thing. I that's, do it nightly. I am never stop I'm never, never going to stop learning. Yeah. I I literally am on YouTube every night.
0: And that's a big thing I think. I I love that. It's huge because I think a lot of creatives, you know, they get on here, we talk about how we didn't go to college, and we didn't do this and that, but mm-hmm. not to negate the fact that you need to learn. You know, you you need to keep growing mm-hmm. your mental capacities to Be the best that you can be at whatever you want to do. And if you're not doing that, then you're going to fall behind. Don't make excuses. Get going. That's it. But do the work. Like we said before, like Kim Kardashian said, I'll say it again. (laughs) You love that shit, don't you? I do.
2: Um, Well, shit, that's pretty good questions that we got. I guess we got to roll right into the most important questions from the audience. Oh, wow. We always do appreciate you guys reaching out. And we got some pretty spicy ones.
1: So like, I've been waiting going? ever since you told me there were some questions. I was like, okay, don't tell me now. I want to know. Yeah, I don't know if they're spicy. Are they
2: spicy? Go ahead.
1: What what we do
0: got?
2: So I got. Were you ever discouraged, and how did it affect your creativity? I like that question.
1: Actually. Oh wow, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, going back to what we talked about with the, with that record with Indies Walls. Uh, when I was told that it wasn't coming out, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, we were two weeks away from, the record pretty much I think it was like a week into submissions or like two weeks before submissions or whatever I was right on the deadline mm. and talk about a life-changing moment at an at early spot you know I was I didn't get to dis- I wouldn't say fully discouraged I would say I was more like damn well maybe it wasn't meant to be cool you know no bitterness maybe, no bit be- no hell no hell no the ride is the ride you know okay. it's, it's just what it is you know but I would say that Knowing that it's going someplace and then have it not happen last minute mm. was kind of like
0: discouraging Shit, man.
1: Well, maybe I'll get there one day, you know. But it was like I said, I, I was humbled to be even be in the situation of what it was and that was that. But other than that, discouragement. Did,
2: what
1: how, was the, what was the rest of the question? It was to be how discouraged. Did it,
2: how did it affect your creativity?
1: I mean if with anything in mental health and everything with what's going on in in the world recently and people being more vocal about mental health, I would say, you know you can get discouraged by anything. I could get discouraged by my song not making it or my computer failing to mid session or whatever it is, like it could be anything you know uh a family member, a loved one you know getting hurt or or whatever um it gets in your head you got to have a clear head to do this Fuck, i yeah. there's producers that can work through the pain and work th- and some of my some of my favorite work is is work through some dark times but it's hard yeah. it's harder to to work through a clouded mind than it is obviously with a free spacing and now that i don't smoke i don't i don't do any drugs Not i'm bad. uh i'm about f- Four years sober, four and a half years sober off of marijuana and all drugs. Congratulations! To yeah, you, man, congratulations. I I am finding the natural high in music again, and and because there is a high there when you're not masking it, and I'm not I'm not I'm not taking away from anybody who who uses uh, medicine um, in that way. I'm just saying for me, it wasn't for me, and I didn't know that until I walked away from it. Mm. Um, so I say that with saying that I'm very much in my feels. I know I'm in, I'm in my. You tapped in with your emotions. I am. I'm very tapped in my aura. I'm tapped in with what life really
0: is. It's funny because I feel like that <clears throat> that comes across with you. I feel like just the way you present yourself, the way you speak. I feel like you get. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody who's very in tune with who they are.
2: Nothing changed from the moment that camera was off to on.
0: No.
1: Word. Word. And, I, and honestly, it's it's no gimmick. It's, I I literally, it's it takes a lot of time, though. you got to put time into yourself. you got, and I express that for people, like, instead of worrying about the negatives and worrying about your view count or worrying about your light count, put some time into yourself away from the virtual world and explore your mind you know and you could do that without taking psychedelics or taking you know medicine for it you know i i have anxiety and depression just like everybody else i take pills for anxiety and depression daily i'll openly say that you know and not many people know that about me but it ba- it's an even balance in life those pills help me find clarity in other things i'm not dependent on them mm-hmm. i take them so that i feel okay and i can work through my shit. you know and I feel like a lot of people should do that more. So to answer your question, I mean, working through the fog and working through discouragement and that discouragement could come from anywhere, anywhere. It's tough. And, um, I just, I just would say to people to keep working through it, you know? Oh, thank you for that. I think yeah. Whoever forward. said that, that was a great question. I don't know who said that, but that was a great question.
2: Assholes kept doing anonymous. So we just got rid of we that. Can, can, I'm cool with anonymous. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I like it these days. Yeah.
0: Um, Number two, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting because obviously this person knows you personally from what i gathered. Okay. Uh, Question two. Sources say you're good at baseball.
1: Why'd you put down the bat for the drumsticks? Mm. Someone really does know me. So (laughs) for for those who didn't know, um, I played baseball almost my whole life. I was, uh, I would say, pretty good at it. Again. Um, I tried out for the majors when I was in high school. um I tried out for the Braves and the Mariners while still in in my junior year in
2: high school what position
1: um catcher I didn't make it, but I went to the tryout and I tried it and Wow, um, oh, glad fuck. you say you did it. Just my mom pushed me and she knew oh, I was good man. at it. you know, I played in the South Euclid Lindhurst circuit of uh all the way up to the ponies and then played in middle school. Played it in high school. Um, and uh, I played collegiate ball um, at Lake Erie College. Okay. Uh, and then just put it down. I got, I partied a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the classic story of the guy who goes off in the world and fucks it up. You know, I didn't really fully fuck it up, but I did find other things in my life that I was happy with other than baseball, which was kind of cool. And being on your own for the first time, you know, in a, in a well... Like I told you guys, my my mom passed when I was 18. So, that was my senior year of high school. So, that whole conversion of life mm. with a conversion of life of what it is being a senior to the real world right. all happened at once. Mm. You got to grow up. Yeah, really quickly. For sure. So, um I was using my freedom as an outlet to party and, and mask all the, all the stuff. So. And
2: anyone that's an athlete and yeah. is going to college, there's one thing I'll never forget. I'm at nationals wrestling in high school, and one of the college coaches comes up to me, asks me my grades, what I want to do. He goes, listen, there's three things you're going to be offered when you become a uh, college athlete. Athletics, academics, and a social life. Mm-hmm. And you can only have two. If you try to balance the three, you will fall apart. Wow. I'll never forget. As soon as he says this, there's like a few weeks later, the, this UPenn swimmer. Story literally come, came out on how she tried balancing all three. and ended up jumping off a parking garage and killing herself. Wow. And personally, I've gone through that experience. And I was like, I can fucking handle this. I can still nah, balance.
1: It's rough, man.
2: Grades plummeted like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. I had to stay after, do study tables. And then eventually, just like the love for wrestling fell away. And I was like, okay, I, I like the social life. Yeah. And I like the academics. And you got to sacrifice the Interesting
0: you say that. Did you, did you feel like you fell out of love with baseball?
1: Yeah, because they put it was a lot of pressure on it at a collegiate level to the mm. point where um, my heart wasn't in it. You know, I think with baseball was my connection with my mother. And when I lost mm. my mother, it was hard to keep. Yeah, I, I sort of lost, you know, situations with myself. So I kind of was like, all right, well, how do I maneuver through this? And I just it wasn't there, you know it's different. You know, she never missed a game, never nothing like that, and then you go into your senior year of high school and she's not there. Yeah, and it's like shit, you know.
2: Dude, I talk about this all the time with even yeah. the little kids I train. I was like, "Look, you can love what you do. You can love the grind. Mm-hmm. Bloody faces, black eyes, all of that. Mm-hmm. But like what's truly behind the scenes, your support system can take you so much far- farther because when you believe in yourself, you can achieve almost anything. But Facts. when you when people believe in you, mm-hmm. nothing's impossible." Facts. Because when you when you fall, which will happen, everybody trips. Hell who's yeah. Who's picking you up? Hell eventually yeah. Eventually, there's no rope to grab. There's yeah. no fucking rail. Yeah. There, and you're going to so. sit there and be like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's what happened to me. And when I when I lost baseball and lost my scholarship and, and moved home and got a job, I worked at Menor Mall, and I, I did all this stuff that was just, all right, I'm back to the grind, and this is what it is. This is what life's going to be. I picked up the drums, and I formed a band, and- the, the rest is history. history. That's it. That's God it. I had a plan Jinx, for you, dude. Yeah. You love Shout out that you. band, though. That band taught me a lot. That uh, we I used to be in a band called the Manhattan Scene. The Manhattan Scene. And, what kind uh, of music? It was like some like Maroon Five, uh, upbeat. It was like Bruno Mars before he dropped Uptown Funk, uh-huh. or like or like when he dropped Uptown Funk. But we did that years Mm, before you know like that sound. yeah that's that's it's like how that is that's how the whole band was but that band taught me a lot so to answer the question that was a great question whoever that does whoever that said that definitely does know me um it was a forced transition on myself that my heart wasn't in baseball anymore and I found it in music again and thank God it did because that's what it is you know I have friends that are in the MLB still to this day and I wish I was on that field all the time. Dude, baseball's my favorite fucking yeah, sport. Yeah, man. Honestly, I'd, I'd I, went to
2: all, I went to like six games last yeah. year. The 16-inning yeah. Twins game. We were yeah. at the Yankees game. and sh- We're buying tickets tight. to the first Monday night Yankee series yes game. Sir. The yes, sir. Like. Yes, sir. I'll be there. But it's like baseball's one of those sports that's so fucking electric. It when really someone When ball hits bat or bat hits ball, we, it's like we don't have to wait for a touchdown. Big. We don't have to wait for a big pass or a goal.
1: Well, we're fortunate enough in Cleveland to, to have like very authentic fans. Oh, yeah. That... There's, there's no, not many no, no. play. I've been to a lot of stadiums around the world and in all different sports. Mm. Other than the Bills in football, I don't think there's another group of people. That can come together at a stadium that are as electric as Cleve- anything Cleveland-based. But it also can, it, it
2: has its toxic traits because we <laughs> want course. fucking okay, excellence. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> so we're crazy. crazy. Yeah. But it's like, if you're the one that does it for Cleveland, you can get a fucking statue. You'll never have to work a day in oh, your yeah. life. You're fucking Bernie Kosar didn't yeah. even take us to a goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. And he still like doesn't have to do anything. Just a spokesperson for Cleveland. Yeah,
1: We love Bernie. Yeah. yeah. I was at that Yankee series, though. You saw that page, that post on my page. Yeah. Dude, yeah, so. The, dude, the fight the that best- happened? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah, definitely- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We were right over We were, We were in that bleacher section. And we were the bleachers, just a yeah. That's where
1: my season tickets are with my family. I
2: was just screaming at fucking Bader in the fucking outfield. Just,
1: dude, he's, like, <laughs> he's the worst heckler at, the, at, at every game. Dude, I my- feel like you have some heckler in dude, you. Dude, he he that's just so bad. You come from, you come from a, uh, a sports background as well. And I think there's a drive that's in us um, as. Being a uh, an athlete that is different yeah. than a normal fan. There's we some shit talk swag yeah. to it. You, yeah. And it's yeah. like
2: some people just aren't good at opening their mouth because you can sound real no. stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do it now because now my release, I, I've actually picked up the bat recently and I've, I'm playing softball now and... I, I still get my rocks off on what baseball is, you know, outside of going Dude, to the games. All, but. My,
2: all my friends want to sign up for a softball league. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's all it's all fun and games until you fucking play like the firefighters and the policemen who take it really serious. serious and we're just being jackasses. <laughs> I that was
1: one. in a softball game against the, uh, I think it was EMS, Cleveland EMS or mm-hmm. Cleveland okay. Police. I forget which one it was, but I was on Team Ilthy recently last summer. Shout out to Ilthy. Glenn,
0: come on <laughs> the show. You're friends with Glenn, so, yeah, I love Glenn. I love Glenn. <laughs> I, I, love, like, I love Kumar. The last couple I love of, all of Ilfti. Last couple of episodes, like we had Bobby on. Um, we had him in the car. I love knows, Bobby.
2: Everybody knows Glenn. Bobby fucked with yeah. him. He goes, "You want me to call? You want me to he call is. right
0: like, now?" Him. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, listen. Like, I'm such a big fan of him. I don't understand. Like, He's, I just,
1: Glenn I just is a, just Glenn brother. is one of those humans that never changed up. Like he he is reminiscent to Rick Rubin. Glenn, please. Glenn's a good dude. Solid guy all the way through. Never had anything bad to say about him. That's my guy. I love that. Yeah. Fellow creative.
0: Yes.
2: He. Dude, that's the guy. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I think. Clean as shit.
2: I feel like the next question kind of got answered, but it was, what kind of jobs did you work before your career? He took off. Of, you said, man,
1: I have ball. some other ones that are, like, like my first real job uh, was a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard for a very long time in the I summers. Always,
0: every kid wanted that job.
1: back, Bro. The I,
0: like, they had to kick
1: me out. Like you I was, I kept coming back every year. I was like, <laughs> yo, I eventually, I think I was like 22 Dude, when, they, like, when, the they, when they cut you off at like 18, <laughs> you know it's was like? I came back at 22. I was like, senior, <laughs> senior, you know, I'm here. This is what we do here, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah. Shout out Purvis Park pool. That was, that was my first job. Um, my guy who got me that job, the, uh, the head lifeguard guy recently passed away this year. Um, his name was Ray and I hope they named the pool pull after him because he was a solid dude. Um, very important. In a lot of people's lives. Um, I worked as a patient transport, uh, care carrier at a hospital, um, shout out university hospitals. I transferred, transferred people from the OR the operating rooms to the ICU departments, intensive cares. So I did that for a year and a half. Um, I worked at several clothing stores. Um, oh man, what else? Fast food. Um, Everybody's
2: got to be a dishwasher. I, feel I like. love yeah. it. I worked wheat. at Scalpers. We were talking about
1: Scalpers. Yeah, Scalpers. Yeah. From Shout out Scalpers. Scalpers. Great wings. The wings is crazy. I'm going to say, boy. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys right now that's the best wings in the city. Doom wings. Anybody crazy. can fight me on that. We could do a taste test. Shout out Frank, shout out Chef Dom C out uh, Back there in the kitchen, I'm telling you They do their thing they, sure, Hey, they said it, for you know sure. I'm I'm, just, I'm piggybacking man. off what they Wings said Wings are my favorite food They didn't pay us for this, and this what, is real shit b- b- What you bar know? do Mom. you
2: fucking know has a whole little separate store just for food? Yes I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, come so on, good. man so yeah.
1: love But it. I worked there, I ran, I ran to that kitchen You know, he had another place called Spectators in and I worked there, too And, you know, you just work odds and ends, man You know, I worked at a guitar center that was my last job before I went on tour. Was Guitar I love Center, that. dude? Yeah. Who
2: the hell was who the hell yeah. was talking to us last time that they found their guitarist in a Guitar Center? No, yeah, Vince, it happens a lot more than you Vince. think. Yeah, Vince was saying that. Yeah, Vince. Is oh good. yeah,
1: Vince worked at uh, his guitar player Artie. Yeah, yeah. Worked at the Guitar Center in in Mayfield. Mayfield yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Which is not no longer there. They I just no, it's past in Golden there. Gate. Yeah, just roll past it. Up. Yeah, it's in Golden Gate. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's in Golden
1: Gate. G-
2: guitar Center was like and the one so place different. where if kids couldn't afford all the instruments, they could go and nobody would deny. Oh, yeah. so oh, we used spend hours
1: with play and turn up. Yeah. yeah,
0: Fuck yeah! Until they kick us out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, them. that was that was the
1: the gist of the, the of the jobs. normal day life, normal Which, day jobs.
0: To that's just a highlight. Like you gotta fund the dream, you know, however you can. Mm-hmm. Like. Keep, Keep stay focused on what you whatever the big idea is. Mm-hmm. Don't let the, your ideas die. I always tell people that. Like your only job as a creative is to not let your ideas die. You know, yeah. water the plants. You know, if you got come back to it, even if you got to work that nine to five, come back to that thing that you you know that's keeping you alive. Really, yeah. You know, agreed.
2: And that means sacrificing sleep. That's a big. Not always, thing. but you no, know, I'm not you, advocating you guys that. Don't, think don't so? just, I'm yeah. not just saying. Can you speak on it. Like, did you have to have sleepless nights when you were? kind of making your way or are you still able to get into a good routine? Hell yeah
1: bro my first tour that when I got that job with them mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Machine Gun Kelly when I got that uh, stage manager job mm-hmm. dude I slept in the back of the bus my first tour I didn't even have a bunk I slept you know? in the in the in the room in the back lounge like it, I put a pillow up when everybody would go to bed I would there's a know. bigger picture though you know you, yeah I, nice you gotta to pay it, your dues man I, I never once really complained about it really? you gotta pay your dues and like you know, that's just what it is. And then when we got to Europe, that that first run in Europe, I actually, I got a, I got a bunk, you know, and it happened like that, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, but I was, that I never complained. Bumps. I'm always down to put the work in. Um, you just got to sacrifice, man. And when I, when I when I brought that up to say sleepless hours are a real thing, you know, with the job that I had with them at that point, you know, you're up at 9am, but I'm not going to bed until the party ends 3am, 3 3 330 you know, and that's if you can go to sleep right when you are. You know, everyone lays on their phone or lays down for a little bit and decompresses. Well, also, so maybe I was running off four hours of sleep for what? Six weeks, seven weeks at a time. God damn. It changes you, man. You yeah, not, it's not it's it's a beautiful thing though. Like when you figure it out and you get used to it, I wish everybody in this world could go on some sort of tour or figure out life through the road and I'm very blessed to have figured out that journey, man. I I really am. I those guys are still my brothers to this day and I thank them all the time, you know. And I and you know, it's honest like I learned a lot about myself on the road. we would love to hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roll on to our general question.
0: Yeah, what's up? So general question just for all, for everybody, for all of us. Might I get it? some water first? Of course. Just go for it. Hydrate. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. We're at the we important Shit. podcast. You know, you know, the Earth is seventy five percent water.
1: This is the We Hydrate podcast. Now. We hydrate. Yes. God,
0: he just rebranded Agua. us. Agua, that's it. Agua. We're we gonna run up the numbers. Uh, our general question mm-hmm. is: Creativity a part of human nature, or is it something that must be learned and nurtured? What do you think, Harry? Go yeah, you. I'm gonna
1: let Harry go first on yeah. this one.
2: So I'm, a man of fate. I'm a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. I think it's human nature. Like one thing I was actually going to point out earlier is you have this sparkle in your eye yeah. and it's something you only see from CEOs, millionaires, certain crazy people. They have that twinkle in their eye because they have a one of one mind. Mm. And it's, you, dude, there's so many people. They're good people. They're great people. They have explosive personalities. But like the people that I know have this crazy drive, have this crazy thought process. They're going to do things that are unorthodox. They have that little sparkle. And I, and I notice it from people to people. Mm-hmm. You can just see it in them. Even when maybe light's dim for them, mm-hmm. you still, it's, the sparkle's still fucking there. It just never goes away. They got that crazy fucking look in their eyes when they're invested into something. And mm-hmm. you know no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to steer them off the path. So I do think it's human nature.
1: I yeah. love that.
2: I like that. Can't be learned, man. I'm I'd sorry. Back
1: off that. Yeah, I would say the same thing. The, you, there has to be some sort of something in you Creative, in order for you to want to venture into being a creative, mm. um but as far as learning how to do it, you still got to learn. Mm-hmm. You still got to you know master your craft. So I feel feel like my answer would be a little bit a of both. Little bit both. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think. Hmm. Very interesting. I I think I'm gonna go with Harry. I think I have a different reason though. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think creativity is human nature. I think it's hardwired into everybody. Um. To create. You know, I'm I'm not super religious at mm-hmm. all, as we know on this podcast. Um, but I've heard and I'm sure a lot of people have that, you know, in the Christian Bible. You saying you hate Jesus? No, not yet. Um Me too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> uh we are made in the image of God. That's a big quote, right? We've mm-hmm. heard that, mm-hmm. right? Or in the likeness of God or whatever. <clears throat> and I feel like that likeness is not skin color or male or female or build or white, you know, anything like that. You know what I mean? But in the ability to create is mm-hmm. the likeness that we share with God. Like that the creator, the great creator. That's something that we can do. Each of us, you know. Women can create other life. You know, I mean, obviously with a partner. Are you saying but, the way you're wired? But I'm just saying, yeah, I just feel like that's one of the things every human is hard is has that in them everybody can be a creative and it is it is innate and i do but i agree with you you do have to kind of um carve out these channels for that to flow mm-hmm. or for it to for it to show you know some mm-hmm. people are more outwardly creative some people are more inwardly creative, yes that's like
1: the, that. that was what i was going to come up with next yeah, yeah that's a lot of people do it in their free time a lot of people do it mm-hmm. for different reasons yeah but i do um, think everybody has that yeah no. That's a great, that's a great question. Yes. You guys have some good ones today, man. Hey, we, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do here. This is fun. This is one of my favorite podcasts. You should be thinking of. the
2: Wee Wees, though. That's what we call our uh, We call audience. our fans the Wee the Wees. Yeah, the Wee Wees.
1: Okay. Double E's on both Wees. It, we- he spelled it with an I, I one time. because we import. Because I, I guess it is. Yes. Wow.
0: It's an acronym. You like that? Wow. Wee oui, Wee. Oui. No French. Wee oui, Wee. Oui. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um have you got any questions for us? mm and
1: I've never been asked that um, <laughs> I don't, I don't you don't know. have to I'm trying to think yeah what's what so obviously we talked a little bit off off the uh off the air, but I would like to know like what's the goals what is what is we important look like <laughs> he hates this question. Funny enough, what does We Important <laughs> look like in 2024? Okay, that's Ooh, a better question. Season four, you think? Well,
2: I guess I gotta take you back to why we even created in the first place. Yeah, and it's because we literally just uh, a lot of people come up to us just because we grew up together. Always our personalities. We could do a comedy show and be handing off the mic, and I, mm-hmm. I believe people would love it. But people are like, "Hey, you, you should, you should create a podcast." It's one of those things like around the COVID time that everyone's just kind of mm-hmm. doing. They were blowing up. And we just, we had the idea before COVID. We were sitting on it, sitting on it. we had different groups. Originally, he just wanted to sit back and be, like, the engineer behind all of yeah, it. He mm-hmm. didn't want a mic. Yeah. I personally was like, I don't know if even if I want to do this idea if Quentin's not involved. Mm. And a few other people had their hands in the pot. And then one day, we're just bored. We're like, okay, let's buy all the equipment and just lay it down. And then from there, like, the rest was history. And our friends would be like, what's the goal? What's the, What are you trying to do here? And it's like, mm. it's we're literally just... We've talked to Schiff about this too. He's big on the word consistent, consistency. Yeah. We're literally like, hey, we we don't have an amount of viewers. We don't have a. We don't want to get paid dollars. We just literally want to lay down an episode as long as consistently every week as long as we can until. And we, so we take, have it figured out, yeah. Um And like each episode, we fucking learn something new, and it, and that's what sure. I think so beautiful about it. Because like you were talking about going from sleeping on the back of the bus to getting in your bunk. It's like we started at the lowest of the low, which is. No viewers to begin with. until yeah. so we're getting one, we're getting 10, we're getting 100. And it's like everything's just a step up because you mm-hmm. started at the bottom and like you're just moving up and it's, it feels fucking awesome. So I guess with 2024, <laughs> our goal is to just keep creating content and being us. I, like I don't like when that's certain it. people are reaching out to us. I'll, I'll give you money to ha- uh, be on your episode or I'll. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. It's, don't, not a,
1: it's not a PR outlet. That actually goes into my next question for you guys. How did you find it. me?
2: <laughs> I'm from Cleveland I'm from Cleveland. Cause dude like, oh, we were, Cause dude that, a, See that's another thing. Originally well, we, we were wanted going to through them, actually, Everybody so We followed And we'd go to their followers And mm-hmm. we were sitting there For hours and hours We'd create oh, We literally have we a have whole spreadsheet, spreadsheet Of, of just of everyone Of how, our how network How to get in contact and Numbers how, how Emails You
0: know like say, Hey are you interested Six degrees of separation We, You know You kinda know everybody In a way This a mutual Like we know your cousins We went to school with them You know what I mean Oh yeah Ricky and Marissa Yeah exactly Cleveland
2: everyone knows everyone you know, in a way so. and like somebody put it to me if you went out every single night in cleveland by the end of the year you'll have met everyone mm. you just have ran into people and if you're and it's like, days, probably the reason
1: why i don't go out anymore it's
0: safe it's safe not to go out stay yeah. inside people it's, yeah. it's hard like
2: n- networking's huge so like another thing we did was like when we had certain guests on they were super genuine super nice invite us to their shows and it didn't matter if it was tuesday at fucking midnight like yeah. You sh- you gave us your time, we're gonna give you our time. And those things paid off where they go like, Hey, these are my buddies. Yeah, they're artists, they're
0: creatives. Come back stage. And next thing like you know, that. we're
2: we're chatting it up. And yeah. then I had to learn, like, oh, I need an elevator pitch. I'm a public communication major from Kent. I've given speeches to well, hundreds a to a thousand people. But the elevator pitch, I didn't realize like Oh shit like I got 30 seconds get their attention sell it. sell it but like I was like fuck am I draining this am I why am I trying to sell my podcast cuz I don't want to do it for business I want to do it out of the pure love of it but as things have started to pick up if things have gotten momentum the business aspects now come out to it and I was not we're I won't say we're not ready for it but like
1: it's here I'm going to touch it, can I touch on that real quick please when you guys asked me uh what it looked like to on my upbringing and like the risks I took, and then going to shows and networking, mm-hmm. it's exactly what you guys are doing right now. So just putting it out there, I love that's, that. I that's, love exactly that. I did, yeah. that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what you're doing, doing right now in 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 the new way of doing it, of what, what the world is. Okay, keep doing what you're doing. And we love work. it. It'll work. We love invali- We it'll love validation work. on the We podcast. It's just the easiest way to answer it with like you guys are there. I love that. that's what it is. After hearing that and a little talking outside outside the yeah. camera. And then, You're what, there. what we kind of Appreciate talked, that. we touched on outside, just
0: to go back off to the question mm-hmm. of, like, what we, why we even started, we talked about, like, the crabs in the bucket mentality. Every yeah. creative in Cleveland, at this point, you guys should know that terminology, you should know what that means, because we have this idea that there's a golden ticket, and that there's only one of them, mm-hmm. and that we got to fight over it, and we can't collab, and we can't be supportive of each other, because it's ego shit
1: doesn't exist it doesn't exist help everybody help your peers help your friends (laughs) it takes two seconds to like somebody's post it takes two seconds to comment on it it takes less than that to share somebody do it help people out stop being a gatekeeper exactly do your due diligence and let's bring this city to something else and that's
0: it's fun this is funny
1: in so many for so many reasons so
0: one that's kind of that's kinda how we even got here to you. Because we're thinking about that type of shit. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about Cleveland. We're thinking about the creatives. That's the people we have on. That's our demographic. That's where the fuck we're at. You know? <laughs> so we we're trying to put on for the city in a new way. In a different, you know. Just hey, we we've been here the whole time. We're important. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's been here the whole time. We're important. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people have been here the whole time doing what the fuck they're doing. I love the name. And, and they're important. Yeah. Thank well, you.
2: And while you're on it, we also are looking for important women this season because I That's feel right. like a lot of girls don't get the outlet. Oh, my that God. Like they just it
1: don't I'll get I'll send it, you guys man. a couple. I have a couple yes, that please. you guys would and really. Everybody, like you It's, a, it's fucking empowering, man. It, it is. is.
0: Um, and then also, Harry's laughing, just to get candid a little bit. Harry's laughing at me while you're saying that. It only takes two seconds to like this that. Right? I'm you sick know, of be people supportive. being too
1: cool, bro.
0: For sure. And th- and I'm sick of he's it. He's laughing because we have this podcast, obviously. And we have friends who started a podcast recently. Shout out to Jason Zach, Jake Steffens. They have the Wit and Wisdom podcast. Mm-hmm. That they just started recently. And, I mean, behind the scenes, me and Harry would talk off camera about kind of what we think. Not necessarily what we think about the podcast, but, like, you know, how just us being real about how, the, how uncomfortable <laughs> it can be w- when you're in a lane and you feel like it's cro- it's becoming crowded, mm-hmm. you know, and that, it's just uncomfortable. And I think the honest, if I'm being honest and I can be candid about it, you know, it's not. I don't want it to come off egotistical. That's not. That's never what it is. Okay. And it's never that I'm unsupportive. But I do see when I see things like that. Sometimes it feels a little invalidating of what you've done. Like you talked about earlier, like. People kind of once you got into a style or you you figured out a formula, like and you saw it be replicated, mm-hmm. and yes, that's the greatest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, you that that's a ding in the armor a little bit. I, and I've you but know,
1: listen, I and my 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 day ones can contest this. And there's been situations where I felt like I've done a lot of things first. Yeah. Um. In my life, it, and this is non-music-related stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and music-related stuff. There's some things that I had ideas for that I never got claimed for, and there's, there's it happens, you know. My biggest thing, and I, I wanted to touch on this because we touched on that for a second a couple minutes ago. That too cool for school shit, mm-hmm. like, dude, the only way this city wins, and this is why I'm working with I'm from Cleveland um, on that as well, on the music department, and um other things with them it's it's to bring light back to the city like showcase a bunch of people you know and 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 help spread knowledge about what it takes to do this as a full-time gig for the people who want to do it or where do you go to get your music in, in sync libraries or where do you go how do you set up publishing? How do you like, there's things that people just don't know or even can't think to fathom because a lot of people's general consensus of what it takes to do a record is you have a record, you put it out and it magically blows up overnight. They don't know about the marketing behind it. They don't know about royalty splits. They don't know about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I'm saying that it, it it's, it's all about don't be too cool for somebody else. Like there's people that I don't fuck with. That if I don't like your post, I if I don't like your post, it's probably because I, A, I didn't see it or B, I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if it comes down to like, I don't follow anybody I don't fuck with. Okay. I'll put it that way. I feel like a lot of people should do that. That fake friend shit, all that shit's played out. Like if I, if you don't fuck with somebody, don't follow them.
2: Right? What about following that hot girl you met once?
1: I give it. I give it a three DM rule. If I DM you three times and, and I don't get anything but a heart or whatever it yeah, is, it ain't worth I'm it. chalking <laughs> it.
0: I like that. I'm just, chalking it.
1: That's than living. Uh, life's too short, man. We don't have time for all that shit. Like, Facts. some of these girls are, are wild these days. But well, get true. your money, boo boo. That's right. Get your money. I feel good about what we got off our chest today. You, you I love it. I feel really. I feel like. Ex- I feel like I just exhaled, yes, for the people you know,
2: hustling for love, you can marry more money in one day than you can make in a lifetime where you wow. with
0: this, man, where you gonna get this advice from Wow, my mom says it all My parents
2: are divorced, so if that gives you any a little bit more of a clue, yeah, fucked up,
1: yeah, and life isn't always what it seems. your perception on life may change halfway through life. it will,
0: and not I, I think that's that's another thing that's why we uh we want to commit to being honest here because I mean I'm a person. You know, and sometimes I feel a way mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not definitively like that's me. You can't define me as how I felt yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not me forever. That's how I was yesterday. For whatever reason, I woke up on the wrong side of bed. It happens.
2: there's nothing I can look at you and be like, that's forever?
0: I mean the black is forever. It's not going I've tried. Trust me. <laughs> I've tried. I needed a loan a couple of years ago and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and it just did not go nowhere. So
2: Would you ever bleach your skin? No. Just to a shade lighter? Not. No. I
0: love me. I think I'm I got a great complexion.
1: Yeah. It's like you plus you equals me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we are all in line right now. I call myself creamy. It is ginger <laughs> in me. I'm, I'm peanut butter colored. <laughs> I am. You are. I look like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> oh shit, Jimmy! <laughs> you look like a
0: Chipotle bag. I look like a wet Chipotle bag. Um, a little damp.
1: No, this was darker. fun, man. I appreciate you guys having me man, on. Appreciate you being. No, always. And, and, uh, as
2: always, thanks for listening, Wee Wees. Um, for and, the people, real quick, how can they get in contact? How can they stay in touch? What's
1: going on with you? Um, some cool stuff coming up this year. Um, you could keep on keep in touch with me on Instagram, Wavy Duder, Twitter, Wavy Deuter. Facebook or Meta Wavy Duder, um and wavydooter dot com, um, and there's some cool stuff coming up this year. Um, I can't say what. Oh, well, I got. Um, I did a song for a Netflix movie that comes out in fall. Very dope. Uh, it's actually the song that's gonna be on the trailer. Ooh. Um, which I'm stoked about, and then some other sync licensing stuff for this year, which and is huge.
0: And I suggest everybody try to get into that bag, like that's.
1: Yeah, I just recently fell into it this year. Shout out my management. Shout out uh, my peers, people who, you know, aren't afraid to put other people on. Don't be that guy that you're afraid to put people on. You should want to to be that guy. Um, But yeah, there's some cool stuff coming. Uh, A lot of records coming. Um, Big records are coming. I I, I can't talk about most of it, but there's some cool stuff coming. So stay Stay tuned. tuned. Keep your eyes open. Lock in with my boys here. Wavy
0: dooter. You already know what the fuck is going on here. Um, Wavy, we got like one more, two more things that you got to do. One thing. One more thing. Okay. What do you got? The fucking most important words to live by, which is your fortune cookie moment. Look at that young wavy out there. Mm. Young you.
2: Crack open that cookie. What is
0: that piece of advice that's going to take him to the next level that he needs to hear? You know, that thing when he's... Un- feeling uninspired, and shit. And he comes across this random
1: sentence. Don't take life so serious. Interesting. Simple. As that. It's getting Joker vibes, but I like it. It's the true Why so serious? There's part. There's. I mean, there's a lot of consensus behind it. But long story short, it's just you know. do just don't. There's gonna be. There's gonna be ups. There's gonna be downs. There's gonna be frustration. There's gonna be happiness. Ride the ride. Ride the ride. Best thing it you all can do. Just ride, ride the ride. Put your hands up and scream. That's it. Ah!
0: That's it, baby. That's it. And smile a little bit more. As for us, the We Important Podcast, me and Harry,
2: what do we got coming up? So, as always, always tap into our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching this video down below if you haven't already. Tap Smash this- that like button. Tune into Smash. Spotify, iTunes. I mean, we're coming out on everything here, man. We're trying to really push some stuff to you guys to, here.
0: Yeah, and we want to know what we can be.
2: What do you want to like see? Like our fucking shit, man. I like, hate the people that fucking fuck. view it. I'll uh, be like, well, DM me. Oh, that's great stuff. But I'll look. There's yeah. no fucking like. He's checking. He's got like all old receipts. I'm He's like on a little white body. whore. The likes matter to me.
0: Okay. Anyway.
1: If they get to a thousand likes in the first two weeks of Quintal this will make dropping no out. Fans. I will give a free beat to a random uh,
0: subscriber. Y'all heard that? You got to do what you got to do. Like. That's it. Comment.
1: Subscribe. And follow it. Wavy Dooter. And we'll do like an Instagram live together. and We'll pick a, pick a winner.
0: And I hope that it's somebody fire.
1: And you go on the beat and you could have it. Just trying Quentin- to help out my Quentin people. Quentin makes love that. music too. Could work out. Quentin could win it. Don't let Quentin win it though.
0: I, <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm going to be the first light. Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> we just still got to get to it. Like, share, and man. subscribe, my guys. Run it up. You anything yeah. else for me? Close this um, out. we we'll just close it out. One word. The First word that comes in your fucking mind. Peace. Where been, darling, darling? Where you been, darling?